When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. All right. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. The correct Neville Arena time is 9.30 p.m. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and Truth podcast. Happy ninth day of Christmas, 10th day of Christmas, if you listen to this tomorrow when it gets posted. It is I, Santa Crow 2 on Twitter, Santa Crow on Venmo, waiting for that Christmas money to come in. It's the other side of me, the rumor monger Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for so long, so long, uh, Castleton. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Hope we're done with ever playing Colin Castleton again. We may never have to play that guy again. I wish him luck. He he might play forever somewhere. Yeah. Or he might own a really, really good Enterprise rental car in outside of Gainesville. Who knows? Either way, he's going to be successful in something. Because I think I like – anyway, we can get into Is he going to go pro and something other than sports? I think he goes pro in basketball, but we'll get into that. <laughs> Also joining us in place of the still on paternity leave AU chief, it is the Dr. Will McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Group. Dr. Zen, how are you? Dr. Swell, how about you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing really good. I had a bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel for dinner tonight, and I, that should be dinner most nights. It is so good. People love cream cheese, man. I like doing the bacon, egg, and cheese on uh, sesame bagel at uh, Big Blue. Yeah. Shout out to Big Blue Bagel. If they ever wanted to sponsor the show, we would happily take your bagels. <laughs> Although I don't live in town, so they have, to, they have to ship me bagel chips, which I would take. I'm sure they'd be great. I was a big Tiger Milk guy. I'm sure that's very basic at Big Blue, but I... Always have enjoyed a tiger melt. Is chicken salad the most Auburn thing? Like, it's up there with chicken food. fingers. But I guess just chicken as a food. But well, you did have chicken salad chick that started in Auburn too. Right. So yeah. yeah. Here's the here's the, the saddest thing. This is what this episode should be about. Is that the amount of catfish farms that exist in a 15 mile radius of the campus, and there is not a prevalence of catfish restaurants around town. There should be at least four catfish buffets in Auburn that are just absolute hammered down catfish spots. We've got we've got our chicken market covered. We've got our barbecue market covered. We've got our Mexican restaurant market covered. But first catfish, I'm with you. Yeah. And the last really good catfish I had over there was in Alex City at some place right by the lake. And it was great. Because I don't I like the fillets, but I also like whole fish. 
like the whole fish fried with the fins and everything. Give me the tail. But yeah, it, there's not even fillets. There's not really a spot that's known for having the best catfish fillets. There's so. there's Ezels down in Phoenix City, but again, you know, you're gonna have to go all the way. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the different time zone. <laughs> you gotta set your clock ahead to go to that spot. It's all the way to work. That's true. That's true. And there's not usually yeah. going there for breakfast at you know six thirty in the morning. But. I had catfish and eggs uh, for breakfast actually last week or two weeks ago. I was in did Christmas. We went to St. Augustine, Florida for I think like two weeks off, which is unheard of in my line of work around the holidays. And went to St. Augustine, Florida, which is an incredible place. And then went to Orlando where my in-laws live, did Epcot. But on the way to Orlando, we stopped at the Blue Spring State Park where it has the manatees. Incredible time. Found some hole-in-the-wall breakfast breakfast joint. Had catfish and eggs. Terrific. Um, and then drove to see my sister in Athens, Alabama for Christmas. Drove through Auburn. Didn't call Ryan because we didn't stop, but oh, did yeah. drive through. Did drive through. Just up 280. Actually turned off, went and saw my old house. And then we got back on 280. But that little house put uh, all that work in and then immediately had to sell it. And immediately sell it. Yeah. <laughs> they painted they painted the uh, the fence, it looks like too. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we had a great time. It got snow. It was a good it was a good holiday. How about you guys? Y'all have good holidays? Definitely. Got to go home, spend a couple days with my parents. Got to bring my grandmother down to the Florida game for her 80th birthday. So that was a good time. Um, spent New Year's up in Huntsville, seeing uh, Squid and James hanging out with Golson, all friends of the pod. Uh, so yeah, overall good, uh, good holiday season. I mean, I I didn't call you, and I was in Auburn, and I didn't call James, and I was in Athens. Yeah, I mean Athens, is, uh, Huntsville yeah. adjacent. Well, yeah, Huntsville adjacent. Yeah, but didn't have a lot of time. Also had the flu. Turns out that day because I gave it to everybody. In the call. So it was a good it was a good time. Everybody had the flu for, because of me. Um Will, how about you, Dr. McLaughlin? Uh, I was in Alabama for about eight or nine days. Flew down, beat the winter weather. It got down to like 20, 25 in South Alabama, which for them is insanely cold, but that is cold. But uh, you know, there's been nights in Tennessee where it's been like that, so I'm kind of used to it at this point. So it wasn't too bad, but spent a lot of time with family, just kind of chilling, hanging out, uh, watching basketball, you know, that's, but, uh, yeah. So did you miss having a tender Tennessee Christmas? I don't know if you guys get that reference, but oh, I do. I, I, I get that reference very much. Uh, no, not really. It's, it's not the only Christmas for me, you know, now we're talking. Yeah. So Ryan, Christmas for Will is in Tennessee about, Christmas uh, is a Christmas song yeah. by the band Alabama. Uh, they have some good. They have some good Christmas songs. Uh, uh, Christmas in Dixie. Uh, this little hair, the Christmas bear. <laughs> Tennessee Christmas. I'm just. Uh, all I can I, say I, is I you're feeling songs. in. You're feeling in fantastically for Chief. He would be very proud of you. But it also is a song that appears on one of the all-time great Christmas albums called "A Christmas Album" by the one and only Amy Grant. 
of mid early to mid nineties Christian contemporary music fame. That is a that is a Christmas album that gets a ton of play in my house to this day. And Tender Tennessee Christmas is a must, a must for the season. But yes, it it also was sung by Fort Payne Zone, Alabama. Um, you guys, we played a basketball game over the holidays. One of those great holiday hoopsgivings. It wasn't a hoopsgiving though. Maybe it was. It was part of Toyota. It was a Toyota Thon hoopsgiving special. days. It was a Honda days. Holiday bleacher game. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bleacher game, which which are great, t- good and terrible. Good in that if you're not a student, if you're not a student, you can get a chance to sit up close. Terrible in that it is technically a college basketball game. And so you kind of should play the games when there are kids at the college. That's yeah. just my, that's a hot I, take. I kind of, I kind of hate the, I kind of hate the SEC starting the last week of December. They should start like tomorrow. You know, yeah, like I agree we're, with we're you. kicking or kicking or tipping off. But at least we weren't like the Big East. I had a conference game on Christmas Day. Now, selfishly, I enjoyed it because it gave me a college basketball game to watch on Christmas Day. But hey, what are those, we doing? These are kids in college. Exactly. I mean, it's not exactly the most ideal. You come thing, here to play but, school, though, guys. Come on. I know. No, but they're also not getting paid to play on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, I, I have mixed thoughts on it. I mean, like I said, selfishly, I enjoyed that, uh, but. I get the at least I don't know. It's kind of weird for for Fox to to do that was it was a Fox and Big East thing to have that game. So I was watching Day. Luca on Christmas Day. As I am uh, to do. 60, 61 point Luca. No, that was Luca did that against the Knicks, like right before Christmas Day was against uh-huh. LeBron, and he had like another. I think he had a forty point triple double against LeBron. Uh, 60, it was 61. Doesn't compare to what happened tonight in Cleveland. 61. Yeah, tonight we had a 71 point game from Donovan Mitchell, only the seventh player in NBA history to score 70 points, which is wild. Like that, there are more people who have walked on the moon than have scored 70 points in a regulation NBA game, or not even regulation, just an NBA game. Yeah, as I say, he did it in overtime. Yeah, it was an overtime game, which I think he had like six. 60, 62 at the end of regulation. I may be wrong. I can't. I, yeah. didn't, I know that they needed every bit of it because they were down big and came back and won that game against the Bulls. So more guys have thrown perfect games in the major leagues than have scored 70 in an NBA game. It is not easy to do because they play a lot of these games and it's not happening every year. Um, okay, Florida. We'll talk about Castleton. Because um, what you got to talk about, we'll talk about Florida. I personally am happy to be done with Castleton. However, are we officially done with Castleton? We're though? not. We could play him again in the conference. SEC tournament. Yeah. See, that's that's me. That's why I'm like not ready to say we're done, done, never have to see him again. It's like I tweeted after the game, like. Hopefully that's the last time we play him. Me saying that means we'll see him in Nashville in March. Which, right. so I'm not ready to do that. But go ahead, Crowd. I mean, it's the last time he comes to Neville Arena, and and we're not playing them in Gainesville. But I like Colin Castleton. I will say I have a healthy respect for his game. I think he does a lot of things that if you're a college basketball mm-hmm. fan, 
he is the kind of guy you want to play big for your college basketball team. No, he went one for six in this game. Okay. He was a, he was a non-factor scoring. He was a non-factor scoring in this game, but his fingerprints were on the game still. He, his toe prints as well. His toe prints. His legacy is still part of the series. Every time we play Florida, he is the number one thing you think about is mm-hmm. what are we going to do with Colin Castleton? Yeah, and I think that, was the, that was the biggest worry going into this game with Florida was how were, how was Auburn going to slow down Colin Castleton because you had last year we played Florida twice in the regular season and he dominated against, you know. Dominated. Against, against Walker Kessler. I mean, you know, who's – we had Kessler and Jabari last year. Yeah. I mean, this year, shout out to Janai Broom. Shout out to uh, Cardwell. Cardwell really acquitted himself much better against Kessler than this year than he did last year. But, I, I mean, he's like a Drew Timmy type college basketball star player yeah. to me. Like, he's not – I don't foresee Colin Kessler having a 25-year – or 10-year NBA career. He might make the league. He might not. He might play in Europe. He's going to play professional basketball. But he is a great college basketball player. He's the kind of guy you'd love to have on your team, and if he's not on your team, you can't stand him. Yeah, That's like what's, what was the guy's name for South Carolina that was there for 12 Chris years? Chris Yeah. Castle is what – if one of those guys – if you've got a guy on your team – that other schools think has been there longer than you're allowed to be at your school. Then it's, he's one of those kind of guys. He is a Chris Silva type guy. We were like, this dude's been there too long. There's no way he has eligibility left. I feel like yeah. Alabama used to have those guys. They don't anymore, but they used to have guys like how this dude's still here. What's going on? Well, the game plan was great against him though. I mean, they, uh, they shut him down. Um, it was clear Florida wanted to run the offense through him, uh, even at the end of the game, like we saw. Um, you know, both uh, was I think it was both Florida games, or at least the, the road game, went down to the wire last year, um, and uh, Auburn got the better of them this year in the end of game scenario. Um, and yeah, you know, we've we've talked about you know throughout this year, you know from the word go, it's like. A lot of these games Auburn's going to win this year. It's going to be because of their defense. And you got in a situation at the end of the game. Auburn needed to stop in the closing seconds. You knew who the ball was going to. And, you know, they, you know, between Broom and Jalen, you know, they were able to to make it hard on them. And Castleton turned the ball over. And then, you know, Wendell went and got the layup there in the closing seconds to make it a three-point game. But, you know, last year, you know, Gainesville was a one-point game. So, uh, Auburn, Florida has been tight these last, you know, couple of matchups we've faced to get off against them. So, and anytime you can beat Florida, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, especially with, you know, if you think of the best teams in the SEC over the years, maybe not in the last couple of years, but over, you know, course of this century, the two standard bears of this league has been Florida and Kentucky. You get a win over Florida, it's it's a big deal. Uh, so, I mean, they're they're seven and six, but. This year, so I mean, you can say what you want about how big of a win it is, but you know, I think Florida's played a tough schedule. They've had a lot of newcomers. They've had you know, first year coach. They've you know, they've played some really good teams this year. But um, you know, that's a huge win for Auburn. That you know, in a in a in a league where you're going to need to 
protect home court because road wins are going to be very hard to come by. You had to have it, and Auburn was able to pull it out. And as we saw uh, during the week last week, I mean, not everybody was winning those games. Arkansas dropped one to LSU. The only the only team that was on the road last Wednesday night that won was Alabama at Mississippi State. Um, Arkansas fell at LSU. Kentucky fell at Missouri. Um, you know, Auburn beat Florida. Um, the other game, which I'm blanking on right now, um, um, oh, uh, Tennessee, oh, scratch that. Tennessee did beat Ole Miss. So, I'm, so there was two road teams that won. But Tennessee had a scratch and claw to win that game. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to win on the road. So anytime you get a game at home, you've got to try to, you've got to protect home court. And Auburn did that. And what I think what we're, we're both saying is that what Auburn has to do this season is kind of hold serve at home. Win your home games. Try to steal some road games in hostile environments. End up maybe winning a game in Nashville if you can. And then hope that's enough for a decent seed in the tournament. Which I, At which point, literally anything can happen. Auburn's team this year defensively uh, is a lot like the Miami team that put Auburn out of the tournament last year in that that's, that's just kind of what they do. They, they just destroy you on defense. Yeah. I don't think we've got the talent offensively that Miami had, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just, I just, I just, you know, it's like you're not like anybody that's looking for beautiful basketball from three, four years ago. We're going to score 80, 85 points tonight. You're not getting it this year. It's not going to happen. That, you know, just protect home court. Try to get a couple wins on the road. Um, you do have you also have a non-conference road game that's going to be a Q1 game at West Virginia, which I think going into the year we didn't really think much of that game at all. So you have an opportunity there. Um, get to the tournament. I think I think the realistic expectation for this year's team was you lost two first-round draft picks to the NBA. Auburn was always going to take a step back this year, both from an offensive pers- you know just from an offensive perspective, just because of the two guys you're losing. You know, defensively, Auburn hasn't. You know, Auburn's kind of kept that defensive. You know, prowess that they've had over the years. You know, they just they took Kessler and they replaced him with Janai Broom. Which I want to say this about Janai Broom because I think a lot of people were critical of him early in the season. You know, he dealt with this ankle injury and it was clear that he wasn't 100. percent You know, Janai Broom, his last couple games has has really started to emerge as the guy that we all thought would come into Auburn and 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 put up the numbers he put up at Moorhead State. You know, on the West Coast, he had you know an 18 and eight game at. 16, uh, 16 and 8 game at USC, 18 and 8 game at Washington, and then puts up 14 and 11 and puts the clamps down on Colin Castleton, who's been a thorn in Auburn's side the last couple of years. And, you know, BP challenged him, you know, because he, 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 BP made the statement that, you know, Colin Castleton's been kicking our butts the last, and I'm editing that, but he's been kicking our butts the last couple of years. And, and Broom responded to the challenge 
and you know took it personally, and, and they were able to you know hold them, like Ryan said earlier to one of six shooting. So, but yeah, I mean this is this is not going to be the Auburn team that we've come to know and love the last few years. It's been an offensive juggernaut, hits a lot of threes. This is going to be a win ugly games, you know, on defense and get just enough shooting. So, yeah, it is. It's it's interesting. We're we're kind of a different team. Although I think in the Auburn fans' defense, there are Auburn fans who are disappointed because I think we were sold a bill of goods for whatever reason that we were replacing two All-Americans with a one-and-done. Like, a lot of people thought Treor was a one-and-done. Yeah. And that that is not – he's not playing, much less going to go to the NBA. Like, he's not playing this year. So I think, I think to call him a one-and-done or a potential one-and-done is I, – I think that's the disappointment, is that we didn't, we didn't get the – we don't have a fabulous freshman that everyone's excited about. Um, and I, and think, I think that's, that's making people pissed off. Yeah, and, and I mean, the, the freshman that everybody expected to be the guy this year, you know, has arthroscopic knee surgery four weeks before the season started, came back. You know, he tried to give it a go, but he just he's not he's not there yet. And it's hard to put him in. the It's hard to put him in the rotation right now. Now that you're in the SEC play, you know, maybe maybe he, you know, gets better. His knee gets better. And maybe down the road, February, hey, maybe he's 100 percent. You try to put him back out there and you never know. He may come out and, you know, pull Jalen Williams like a few years ago. He came out of nowhere, seemingly at the end of February and was a contributor. And who knows yeah. what would happen if you get him in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to play him right now, though. Just you know, because it's just. But he was supposed to be the guy, and he gets hurt, and you know, injuries happen. But you know, the one guy that the freshman that's been the you know the biggest contributor so far is the probably the least heralded freshman that came in last year in Trey Donaldson. Man, uh, you're not kidding. I, that kid has been every game. The light is coming on more and more for Trey Donaldson. Yeah. And you can tell he's an just just an athlete who has he's got more to him than just I'm going to be out athleting everybody on the court because I thought he was going to be a football guy like he was going to come in play play basketball but then eventually go play. Now, now if you look at him from a defense perspective, a couple you know a lot of times when he's his steals and you know, he goes up like a defensive back like to play two hands will knock the ball down and steal the ball away. But dude's fearless. Dude is absolutely fearless and getting, you know, gets to the rim, doesn't, is not afraid of contact at all. And, you know, at least the, the one, the one solace you can take from non-conference play is Auburn was at least able to find a backup point guard that BP can trust to go out there and, you know, not be Wendell Green, but be able to play at a level similar to him, you know, because I think early in the season, we didn't really think or know what Trey was going to be. You know, he didn't play a couple games and you know, I think people were kind of out and wondering if he was going to stay around, but He's found a role in this team, and you know my hope, and I think your hope too. I know you're a big, you're a big Chance Westry fan. I am. We all, you know, we all want, we all want Chance to be great, you know, uh, and you know we want all these guys to be great. And so, I mean, hopefully, he gets 100 percent healthy, and you know, we he gets an opportunity, and he takes takes advantage of it. So, yeah, I'm convinced he's got the talent, but that's not. I'm convinced that at some point. Because he's shown so many flashes early on, 
and you can tell he's not healthy. Yeah. But he was still his vision is so good. Yeah. And he he has a feel for the game that I'm I'm hoping that he gets healthy and Bruce is able to get him in the in a rotation at some point. And you never know what that looks like. Like you said, like you never know. Some guy might be off one night and Bruce is like, look, you gotta go give us minutes because yeah. KD can't hit the broadside of a barn tonight. Yeah. Um, or KD can't stop anybody, which is what kind of what happened in Florida. I was like, all right, his chance to get some run because KD is a liability on defense all of a sudden, which was was a weird thing that turned out to happen. Yeah. It's it's that's definitely been that's definitely been an issue this year. Just you know, you notice who's been closing games out here. You know, um, you know, and I think the other two, the other guy too we haven't really talked about or mentioned down here is Chris Moore. Yeah, man. Simo, man. Simo has Simo has really stepped up this year, and you know he's never going to be the guy that goes out and scores twenty points, but he's going to fill this and maybe not fill up the stat sheet with big numbers. But Chris Moore has made the little plays this year that's been huge in games, especially against Florida the other night. You know, his, especially hitting corner threes. Yeah, like, you saw that coming, right? <laughs> you got to hit corner threes. That's like, yeah, the corner three is the is the shot of shots because mm-hmm. it can just change the way the defense has to space you out, and then everything else opens up if you can hit corner threes. If you can make consistently from the corners, uh, all of a sudden you're making consistently from the block. It's just, it goes, it's going to make Janai Broom's job in life so much easier if we can hit corner threes. Um, all right, Will, tell me about the Georgia Bulldogs. Because that's next, yeah? Yeah. Probably the talk- worst team in basketball. Are they still the worst team in basketball? No, they're definitely not still the worst team in basketball. Um, you know, speaking of trying to steal games on the road, this is one Auburn needs to win. This is, this is a game Auburn needs to steal on the road. Uh, Tom Crean, uh, we miss you, buddy. No yeah. longer with the Georgia program. <laughs> uh, Mike White is now coaching. Mike White, you may remember from Florida, who that hire. I remember when that hire was made, like 15 minutes before selection Sunday, and we were all like, "What? How?" Like it was a very WTF kind of hire. But uh, they've, you know, I'd say they've probably exceeded expectations a little bit so far. They're, you know, yeah. they, they're 10 and three on the year. They their three losses are to Wake Forest, UAB, and a two-point loss at Georgia Tech. Um, you know their non-conference schedule not not spectacular, honestly. I think they they scheduled a lot of games that they they could win to kind of build up the you know the confidence and, and get some wins under their belt. I'd say their best win is over Notre Dame. They won uh, by 15 in Atlanta against the Irish. Um, you know they've got they've played some solid mid majors, but definitely I think the Irish win is their biggest their their biggest win so far this year. Uh, one of the few bright spots from last year, Cario Aquindo is back. He's leading the team, averaging about fourteen and a half a game. And then there's Terry Roberts, another guard, averaging also about fourteen a game. He, those are their two main scores for them. Um, but you know, Mike White brought in a lot of transfers, you know, to try to rebuild this program because. Quite frankly, you couldn't really go much further down than what Georgia was at last year. But, you know, other than that one bright, bright game in the SEC against a team from a certain state that starts with an A, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were, yeah. they were horrible in SEC play last year. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, I, they're, they're an improved team. And I think people have to remember, too, they took Auburn to the limit last year in Athens. Auburn was very fortunate to get out of there with with a two point win. 
So they're going to be ready for this one. Auburn has to come and step up. And, you know, obviously it's another Katie Johnson returns to Athens game. So, you know, we'll see what kind of game he has. And, you know, for these Georgia kids, it's an opportunity to play in Georgia another time. And so, but uh, this is not going to be the Georgia team we saw last year. This is going to be a tough game um, that Auburn's got to be ready for, or they will not win this game. So, I truthfully haven't watched a ton of Georgia this year, but just, I mean, they really had nowhere to go but up. So, I mean, they were so bad last year and so bad the year before, even with Katie Johnson, that they couldn't, they literally could not have gotten any worse. So, I still think Auburn's got more talent. If they can just get everybody on the same page playing basketball where they love each other and just share the rock, move it around, find the open man. I think that Auburn wins a laugher. But then comes the hardest game of the year, the game that I've had circled since it was announced. You and me both, my friend. Because this, I, I think this Auburn is about to play the best team in the conference when they play the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think honestly in the summertime, if you would have told me who I would have picked to win the SEC, I would have told you this year the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, easy because because they have the most talented team. Granted, they have a lot of young pieces, um, but you know if if, if Jalen Williams would have come back, the Arkansas Jalen Williams would have come back. No doubt, I would have picked Arkansas to win this league. I picked them to finish second behind UK. Whoops, I they have the most talent. They have the most talent on a non-Kentucky team that we've seen in the league since the Joe Kim Noah Florida teams. Like, I can't – they got three guys on this team that are as good of three guys as you're going to see in the league. Yeah, all freshmen too. All freshmen. All freshmen. Uh, Well, one of them, we'll see if he plays. And it's the one that I think everybody was looking forward to seeing the most – you know, Nick Smith Jr. has been dealing with knee trouble, played about five games. They they shut him down. There's not really an update on his status. We'll see if he plays Saturday. I'll be disappointed as a college basketball because I will actually be in Auburn for this game. Um, I will be disappointed as a fan if I don't get to see him play because he's surely a one and done and he'll go to the NBA next year. I think um, definitely most people think he's a top 10 pick. Um, yeah. Likely, this would be the only chance we get to see him play live. So, personally, I'd love to see him healthy and playing. Um, but that's a huge loss for them. I mean, even when he, he played, you know, he was he averaged 13 a game over, you know, his five games. But, uh, you know, Arkansas actually, despite the talented freshman that they've, they've had, they their leading scorer is a transfer from Wichita State and rookie council the fourth. He's averaging about 18 points a game. Yeah. And – so he's he's really emerged as kind of their go-to guy, but they've got four guys in double figures, you know, Council, Nick Smith, and then, well, they have four guys, but one of them actually, Trayvon Brazil, was the fourth guy who is out for the year. So they've been dealing with injuries uh, at Arkansas, you know, with all the talent that they have on that roster. You know, Smith's injury, uh, Smith's knee's a question mark. Brazil is out for the year. Um, so, you know, but they still have, you know, talented freshman Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, you know, in the paint, they've got the Mitchell brothers. Uh, Makai Mitchell is the primary 
big man for the Razorbacks this year. Um, and then they still have Devo Davis. So uh, Devo Davis is still there. But when I think of, yeah, when I think of when I think of Arkansas, I think last year, you know, that was a game that Auburn, you know, the win streak ended in overtime. They stormed the court. There, like, Wendell Green especially is the guy that I think has been really looking forward to this game. He remembers mm-hmm. what happened last year. You know, they there was that dunk at the end of the game, and the, the, I think it was Devo or somebody was hanging on the rim, and there's a photo with, like, Wendell like, right under him when it happened, yeah. and Wendell's pissed. And so I, this team will be ready for them. And, you know, if I think of non-Kentucky teams in the SEC, as far as if you look at – who Eric Musselman and Bruce Pearl recruit. Yeah. If you look at, you know, the last three NCAA tournaments, who has gone the furthest in the NCAA tournament? Auburn yeah. went the furthest in 2019, and then the last two years it's been the Razorbacks getting to the Elite Eight. If you look at the team, the team that I worry the most about from a long-term perspective in this league, I'm not counting Kentucky, is Arkansas. Oh, we recruit sure. the same kind of kids, and oh, they've been sure. winning a lot of these battles. So... Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and looking forward to getting down to Auburn and, uh, seeing Auburn, Arkansas. And like you, like I, this is probably the best, biggest home game of the year from a talent team perspective. I think it's the best team Auburn will play, um, talent wise. Um, Auburn's going to learn a lot about itself. Yes, absolutely. This is that game where you figure out, okay, this is exactly, this is who we are. And uh, the, the last thing we had of that was that Memphis game, and we learned a little bit about ourselves against Memphis. Not all of it good. Yeah. And so hopefully we 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 learn some better things about ourselves this year. You know, and I think I think that Memphis game, and then your two games on the West Coast, like Auburn got better. Auburn didn't win. Auburn only won one game out west, but they got better from that trip. Um, but this is a this is a big game for Auburn. You know, like I said earlier, that this is a revenge game. They want this game badly. I know the Auburn fan base wants this game badly. You're at home. You only get them once this year. Like, this is an opportunity to show the country, like, hey, guys, we're still here. You know, because I think a lot of people, you know, Auburn won the SEC last year, lose two first-round picks. They haven't exactly looked the most impressive in non-conference play. And a lot of people in the National Media is like, oh, they're not good. They stink, you know. And so Auburn's kind of off the radar quite a bit. All the love's going to Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas. Um, so this is your opportunity to say, "Hey guys, the, we're still the defending champs. We're still, you know, we still, we're still here." Um, yeah. And and one and the one player that you know we harp on this all the time, Jalen Williams. Please be more selfish. You're too good. Yeah. Take to some not, shots, man. Take some shots, man. Like you're too good when you get the ball in the paint, 10, 12 feet. You're almost automatic. Like if Auburn's able to take advantage of that and get the ball to Jalen Moore, and he and he, you know, and he's been he's been decent from three this year too. Like he's been yeah. all around a solid player. Like we need more from Jalen Williams. Yeah. So, um, big game for Auburn this weekend. Um, if you can't tell, I'm excited to be back in Auburn. I haven't been down there this year, so uh, I'm very excited to get down there and see the Jungle rocking Saturday night. So. All right, man. Well, I think we lost Ryan due to some technical difficulties, and we apologize for that and the kind of disjointed at nature of this episode. But happy to be back. We'll be back next week, hopefully, after a couple of dubs, to tell you some more about your Auburn Tigers. Have a War Eagle weekend. War Eagle.